Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags, the series that's intended to educate, motivate, and inspire you to create dynamic change in your life by challenging your regular ways of thinking and your automatic doing. The stuff that you're just doing because you're doing it and you're not really paying attention to it. This series wants to check on those, to ask you, can you be more, do more, and create more in your life? So I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for your time and attention. And if you're digging it, please rate, subscribe, share, you know, all the good things. And if you're not, please do not tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. You can also keep up with me on Instagram, at NickPagsFit. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go! So I want to start by thanking uh, Josh and Susan. Josh is the owner of Energy. That's the man right there. For this beautiful space. So shout out to you guys. And Susan has been my right-hand woman throughout this entire process. And by right hand, I mean right and left hand throughout the entire process. So thank you, Susan. I appreciate all your help. You're the bomb. Uh, We have a couple beautiful sponsors that you'll see stuff around. So those water bottles over there. So these damn things, if you have not seen them, I've been posting a lot about them on Instagram. I'm obsessed with them. Zulu. Um, and they like unscrew from the bottom so you could clean them, put ice in them. They lock at the top so I stop spilling things in my bag. And they pop up. It's the greatest thing ever. So you all get one tonight. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Okay, this is actually hilarious. This is my best friend and college roommate. And he, and he texted me last night or two nights ago. Was it last night? Two nights ago. Hey, man, um, I'm really in the market for a new water bottle. I feel like you're the guy to talk to. And I was like, okay, very funny. Are you coming? He's like, what are you talking about? He had no idea that this was happening, that Zulu was sponsoring it, so now you get a water bottle. So this, this whole night was for Matt. That's it. Um, so make sure you pick up a Zulu water bottle. Um, our sponsors, Athletic Greens, have hooked us up. Uh, Coratio CBD has hooked us up. We got a lot of things. And then this guy right here. We're giving away a freaking Theragun tonight. Okay? So if you're here... You're in the running to get a Theragun with the Lesko logo on it. The only one in the entire world with the Lesko logo on it. It's a one, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, all right, so let's rock and roll. Um, I am really excited to have these gentlemen on board tonight. And the reason why I put us in this space together, the four of us, is that they are all guys I really look up to as men, like honor, honorable men, great values. I've had my time with them separately throughout my career and, uh, and now it's turned into friendships with all of them. And I'm personally excited to like, just sit down and talk with them. The reason I built this podcast in, uh, in the beginning of this whole thing was very selfish. I'll be honest. I wanted to get my voice out more. I was teaching classes and people were saying, man, I wish you could ring in my head all the time. Cause you know, if you've taken my class, you know, I don't shut up. Right? So I, I was very committed to getting a way to speak more. And I was like, podcast, why not? And as I brought people on, I realized that my mission wasn't actually to like interview as much as we could have a blast hearing about their whole life stories and it would be really interesting. I love you guys. But that's not why we do this. I want to have a conversation. I love when two minds are stimulated or four minds are stimulated and then we create conversation around that. It's so invigorating to me. And this is a beautiful platform to do it. So um, my, my goal tonight is to have a nice conversation, connect, and, and do some things, but then make sure that we leave time for you guys to jump in and ask converse, have conversation, not even ask questions. Like, talk with us and chat live on the podcast. Um, so that's that. Everybody good? We ready to rock? Beautiful. Um, 
All right, so I want to get started uh, with kind of a question to all three of you guys and just to open it up. There's something really special about the three of you, and I, I hold myself to this too, that we're all like really open, vulnerable dudes. We have great discussion and connection with, with other men, with women, and I've watched you guys be vulnerable and open, and that's inspiring to me. In your work life and in your professions and in your relationships and all the above, how does that play a role? Is it important? Like, how, have you paid attention to that? Is that something that you are knowledgeable of the fact that you actually do that? You pay attention to it? I'll open it up. I just saw Ross jumping in. Well, no, I mean, it's still something that I don't think I'm that good at. Me too. But I'm constantly trying to get better at it because, you know, because when you grow up, especially, you know, as a man, you're supposed to keep everything, like, tight and you know not express yourself but it's uh it's not good to keep it in yeah you know isn't it interesting that he said you you're supposed to as a man yeah. keep it tight like and that that's real like we say the supposed to because it's like culturally put on us and um and there's like the supposed to's for women too and i think it's really remarkable when we recognize it and question it and challenge it one of the things i had doc on my podcast the other day and um I don't even remember the topic, but I was talking to him about challenging words we use on automatic, right? Like there's so many things that we say or believe on automatic and vulnerability for men is like out there. And like, why? You know what I'm saying? And yes, we have these masculine and feminine energies, but I, and I don't take this the wrong way. You all have that beautiful feminine energy. You play that card too, you know? And right. yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. Ross actually wore heels here, and he took them off. Like uh, Nick told me to take them off. Yeah. Listen, I grew up with three sisters, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I come from a mother who had a crazy tough upbringing, uh, and I watched as she was able to open up about what she went through in her childhood and when she opened up, how it changed thousands of women's lives because of it. At that moment, I looked at her, and I was like, that's the key. The key is when she opened up about it, she was able to have her story out there, which in turn let people come to her to have that conversation, and she ended up changing their lives. So yeah. I think the vulnerability, it, and we were talking about this a little bit before, Ross, it, it's the freedom. It's the freedom of saying, okay, this happened to me. This is, this is who I am and what I'm going through. But because of that, this is, this is who I am. Yeah. And it, it's, it's helped her get through what she went through and then help people in the process. Yeah, what's amazing is like the, the, in the fitness space especially, like these macho guys, a lot of us, like most of us, I, I know I met you through uh, Roan events. Yeah. And Yeah, a couple of years ago, right? Yep. And, and Kenny's been to all the Roan events. And, Roan's uh, really changing the game. Roan is changing the game. I'm going to give him I don't a, even think it's Roan. I think it's that Chris It's guy. just Chris <laughs> Devine. So Chris is here. He's a representative, <laughs> he's a representative of, of Roan. And what I find really interesting about their mission is they want to connect men and um, give them a space to really have that like openness and vulnerability. So we just did a trip. Me and Kenny were on it. Uh, the Pursuit House and Greg, Greg was there. That's Gregory. You guys ever go to Gregory's Coffee and see that like thing? How much does he look like? That's the Gregory. That's really him. Talk about branding. Shit. <laughs> Shout out Gregory's Coffee. So we were all there and it was a three-day experience of just like deep connection. And, like, by the end, it was, like, I love yous yeah. and, like, hugs. I think it was from moment one. We were all – and it, it's, this is a testament to what Chris has built. We're all just sitting there, and it was kind of the first discussion when we were all sitting around. Everybody just kind of poured their heart out. I'm like, 
all right, I guess I'm next. I got to do the same thing. Because I grew up in a very different, you know, my dad was a Marine and a cop and a disciplinarian. So it was always like, don't cry, don't do anything. I'm like, all right. And that's how I kind of lived my life. And, you know, I've, I've gotten more out of life when I have opened up more. So That's interesting. Yeah. My dad was this big buff dude who was, he's like, cry. Real men cry. Real men wear pink. And it's interesting that we, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> My dad literally won't stop crying ever, all the time. If you know my dad, you know what I'm talking about. My dad literally cries at like, he's like, oh my God, the sky is blue today. Like you see him in the corner like, <laughs> yeah. And he's a big, strong Italian. Like you look like, oh my God, that guy is going to kill me. Like he kind of has that beast energy and then he just starts crying all the time. But I guess, yeah, that's part of the play is like, oh. that's where that came from. Our dads would get along? Yeah, your dad, our dads would like hug each other <laughs> and cry because they just like met. That's great. Yeah, so, I mean, go ahead. No, no, no. And my dad, he worked on Wall Street for 30 years. And, um, you know, when, when he was on Wall Street, you know, every morning he'd leave with this, like, you know, clean cut suit, look great. And when he'd come home, he'd be just this goofball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be totally different. That's kind of what I... I see that uh, in you a little bit. Do you? Yeah, you're a goof when you want to. I'm a goof. Yeah, I can be goofy. So all of that, uh, I, think, I think a big role in how we've, either utilize what our parents have taught us, how we've been raised, or kind of shifted out of them as our community. Certainly um, the fitness space, because we're all kind of in that game. I know that the, in, in a mission to offer value to listeners and our, our audience here today, going into this new year, I think that community is a really important part of like getting your ass on fire and doing the things you want to do. I want to hear you guys speak into that a little bit. Like, how has community played a role in you creating the life that you want to live? And I'm not saying your life is perfect, but you guys are doing great things. So, No, I, I totally believe that you are the people you surround yourself with. Um, and my friends, my close friends, and the people I'm with push me to always be better. I think everybody, when anybody says, oh, I'm right where I want to be, I'm, well, then you're an idiot. You know, if you're the best guy in the room, you're an idiot. You need to surround yourself with people who push you, people who believe in you. And uh, I think if you're not hanging out with those type of people, you should go try to find some new friends. So. Yeah, I mean, for you, like, this event, if you haven't heard of Strong New York, how many people are coming? Uh, we just sold 260 tickets. Like, so if you don't have a ticket, please buy one. <laughs> My like credit card bill crazy. just keeps going yeah. up. <laughs> But it's unbelievable, like, watching you build this thing. And, and I, when I talked to him the other day, he was like, dude, it is brutal trying to create events like this. But the people you surround yourself with and the energy you have, that it's so much to do with the people that you get connected with. A hundred percent. I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have a great support group around me. Yeah, you can't do anything alone. Um, you know, I've always believed that no one, no one is self-made, right? Everyone has somebody to fall back on. Everyone has somebody they could call on. Everybody has somebody that helped them get to the next level. It doesn't matter who it is, a teacher who believed in you, a friend who helped you out, no matter what. I mean, there was a point in my life where I was like sleeping on friends' couches and you know, just trying to get to the next day. So for me not to still kind of give them kudos for like helping me out when they didn't need to. Yeah. There's a lot of people in life who are gonna help you out when you really don't need you know, when they don't really need to. Yeah. And those are the people that I cherish the most because I'm like, I had nothing to offer you and you helped me out. Yeah. So I think those are the people who I try to help out the most. 
because I'm like, well, you did it for me, so I, I feel like I need to do the same. Dude, my mom always said, like, when, when we were growing up, my sister and brother are here today, and they'll stand by this. She would always say things like, you, you better treat the janitor like you treat the CEO. Because not, not because you're expecting anything in return, but because it's the right thing to do, and you never know when that janitor might become the CEO. And, like, step up and be a good person all the time. Another reason why I have you guys on this show is, like, you will be hard-pressed to find better gentlemen, just good people. And I'll stand by that ten times over on these guys. Um, but I want to I hear what you have to say about the injury. I mean, this was brutal. So, I mean, this, this, what he just went through was scary shit. And part of what we're going to dive into is um, the Instagram thing. And you, you disappeared a little bit. I knew you were getting surgery. I knew you tore your everything possible in your knee. And then he was gone. Signed off of Instagram, hard to catch up with him, and I'm sure part of that was me not reaching out enough, but tell me, like, how community played a role in that, and, like, what was the Instagram deal? I know I'm getting... Yeah, I mean, first, like, you know, it, a lot of worse things could have happened to me. You know, it was, it was my knee, you know, but, but, like, for me, I mean, I've had a pretty easy life, you know what I mean? Like, this, this was a, a big deal for me, you know? And, like, you know, when it happened, um, and I had the surgery and all that, I just, I had to, I had to deal with it, like, my own way. You know, I couldn't, I didn't want, you know, I'm not a big Instagram guy to begin with, but I just didn't really want people, uh, like, influencing the, the recovery process at all. It sounds funny, but, like, I just needed to, to deal with it solo, you know? And I wasn't solo. I mean, like, I honestly wouldn't have been able to get through any of it without, you know, my fiance Lauren over there. But uh, seriously, if it wasn't for her, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be dead. I'd be close to it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but it was, it was tough just because uh, I, I also didn't want to be on Instagram. You know, like a couple days after the surgery, I, you know, I was on the drugs they gave me. You know, those are terrible. And I'm just sitting on the couch all day just like scrolling through Instagram, seeing everybody else, you know, working out doing fun shit, and I'm like, I started feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. And, and I, I recognized it, like, pretty quickly, and I was like, I can't do it. I got I to gotta sign off. You know, I got to sh shut it all out. And There's so much power behind that, too. Like, the, it, think of how many times, and that's an extreme case, but think of how many times you go home and you go scrolling, and, like, you're, you're watching yourself, like, get more depressed with every scroll. Because you're like, oh, comparison. I don't look like that. I don't have those abs. I don't do this. Oh, my God. Like, and it's dangerous as shit. And it's, it's, now it's not just who you surround yourself with, people. It's who, what your news feed looks like. It's really important, man. You know, and, and I think the guys in your situation, you're following inspiring great people. But, like, for him at that moment, that's, what I, that's exactly what I meant. Um, but at, for you, that was, like, it was dangerous for you. You know, so that recognition is huge. It's huge. Um, I, I, when I think about Otto and how, isn't, how many years was it, this whole process? Did you the, say eight years or am I making that up? The thought was eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. So there are these blue little bubbles and like two of them and they have handles on them, like little Bosu, mini Bosu balls. And they are like dynamic. We're going to go through a workout with them yeah. today, for sure. 
And um, when I when I think of that process, it's people showing up after showing up after yep. showing up the whole thing. I mean, I could never have done it by myself. Okay. From a friend who helped me with the, just reaching out to a proper lawyer to his dad, grandfathering me into a manufacturing company in China. Like I would have had to go to China. I would have had to find a lawyer. Hopefully, these people were trustworthy. Without them, it would have been absolutely nothing. And then a testament to what you said before too. I can specifically remember the number one person in my life who pushed me in a different direction yeah. in general. Like yeah. my, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for this person. And he's at my wedding and I, and I give him all the props in the world. But what he taught me was, like you said, it's not, had no benefit to him, yeah. none whatsoever. And so now we have the perspective of that's gonna be us one day, giving that person the nod and helping push them in the direction, let them sleep on our couch, whatever it is. You know, I've slept on many couches too, but like it's, it's incredible, and, and a testament to Otto. I mean, literally, the Indiegogo campaign was every single person I know, a ton of you here, like stepping up and supporting me. It's huge. And it's, it's everything, and yeah. I don't take it lightly either. Yeah. And that's, again, like that, that leads to kindness, that leads to perspective, gratefulness, all that. Like, yeah. It all comes from that. Yeah, and so part of the reason why I watch you guys and admire you is because you all live in that, like this space of kind of gratitude and perspective um, and we, listen, we all get caught up in our shit, like, day in and day out, but over and over, you're the type of guys that, that make a, a really, um, you make a point to make moments special with people, like, connect with people, and uh, I went to this Michelob Ultra event in Austin, Texas, how the hell that happened, I don't know, but we show up, and he is literally running the thing, and we had 300 some odd people there for a whole weekend, was yeah. it, or was it more? It was like a little over 300. Yeah, and we're staying in this hotel, and it's like everybody wants to talk to Kenny, because as you can see, he's the ambassador of everything that's there, and, it, and he, every person that came up, it wasn't just like, yo, what's up, man? It was like, and I think about that all the time. Like, I'm at an event like this with 40 people, and I'm like, okay, did I shake everybody's hand? Did I say hello? But that makes all the difference, and it's, I think that comes from, you know, people being there for you and, like, yeah. making sure you do that back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I always try to pay it forward. Uh, what you were saying about the be nice to the janitor, like, people always thought it was weird because the janitor's at the gym. I always take them out to eat. Give, like, I get shit sent to me all the time, sneakers and clothes and stuff. And I'm like, this guy gets nothing. Yeah. Like, that's who I want to help out. I want to help the, out the guy who doesn't expect to be helped out. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, just today I was leaving the gym and the, our maintenance guy is like, Hey, I took off the 14th and 15th. So if you need any help, let me know. I'm like, Holy shit, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't even ask you to help. Yeah, sure. I need the help. So come <laughs> for sure. That's amazing. He goes, you're the best. I'm coming. I'm like, God, all right. I gave him a hug and I walked out the door to come here. But I was like, Holy shit. Like, that's the that's the type of environment that I like to live in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. that community is so real. And I have made it a point and like I, I wanna keep pushing it and support people as a speaker and as someone who influences I hate the word influencer. We all know that. Like we all have a thing with that word. But I, I know that part of my role on this planet right now is influencing people and my mission lately has been pushing community and it's it's literally in every facet of what I'm doing right now. The work I do with Roan, I'm working with Talent Hack now, who's representing here tonight. I'm working with a bunch of different brands and spaces. And then I was like, I can keep working with people, which is great, but I'm just going to make one. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make one. And it started with Let's Go, 
And then I was like, I think I need to make one and kind of make it a supportive environment where the purpose is to have a powerful community. And we have two representatives here from um, my Master My Mind program that I just started three weeks ago. And I couldn't be more honored. I posted something on Instagram like, would you want to like, do some type of mastermind and working with mindset? 51 people reached out. I then wrote to 51 people and 43 responded. Of the 43, I asked if they wanted to get on a call. 29 said they get on a call. 16 actually got on a call. 12 said they'd do it. And eight ended up following through. And now we have eight people in this group. And it is like, isn't it freaking awesome? Like, it's so powerful. And we're in touch every day. And the reason why I'm telling you this is going into this new year, I would invite you to really look at who you're connecting with. Not just like who's in your circle, because there are people that have to be from work or whatever. But I'm saying like, who are you making a point to stay in touch with? Is it people who motivate you? Is it people who inspire you? Is it people who educate you? Because when you have all three of that ho those holy trilogy pieces and you connect them, your life literally gets set on fire. It's, it's fucking awesome. Oof. It's so cool. It's so true though. Right? Even like your relationship too. Yeah. Like how close to your person that you date is. Yeah. And if they're bringing you down, yeah. how you're down. And if they bring you up, an Uber driver. I was riding an Uber driver's car. He said to me, he goes, Wait, you're dating an Uber driver? Yeah. <laughs> how does your wife Sorry. feel about Sorry. you dating that Uber driver? <laughs> Sorry to let your uh, secret out, Bree. <laughs> Times are tough right now. Um, he said to me, he goes, I told him, I always talk to Uber drivers. They're from all over the world. They're super inspiring. They work like some of them 15 hours a day, seven days a week. It's incredible. But this one guy from uh, West Africa, and he said, CJ, there's three things that if you do in your life, it should make you happier. He goes, one, get a car that you can go point A to point B, so when you get to work, you're, you're, you didn't have the stress of like, you know, having to pull over and change a tire, all that yeah. stuff. Work for somebody who you enjoy working for, so you don't have the stress when you get to the job. Yeah, yeah. And then marry someone that's your best friend, so when you get home, you don't have the stress of having to go home to somebody who stresses you out. And he said, if those three things are online, it can really help change your life. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I noted it down, obviously. Here I am talking about often. it. But, <laughs> but, stars for sure. But like, I, I look at my wife and the person she started dating into the person I am now. I mean, I was broken, trust issues, back-to-back -back relationships where I just, you know, got cheated on and things of that nature happened. Um, and I look at myself now as a, a confident individual who trusts again who now sees a vision of being a father and all these kind of things that are happening. And it's a testament to like my one person with me all the time yeah. lifted me to a level I never even thought I'd be able to go to. Yeah. And so I keep that same mentality when it comes to my friends. You guys obviously, Rowan I think does an amazing job because they pull guys like you together mm -hmm. and show people that it's okay to be vulnerable, show people that it's okay to look like you, but still be kind. But it, like all you guys, it's such a, yeah. I'm taking yeah. that as a compliment. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, you said that took you years and years to to figure out. Yeah, develop, though, right? Yeah, I it mean, wasn't overnight. No, absolutely not. And a lot of it was because my parents had gone through so much, right. and like watching their example and seeing how, like. My dad talks to everybody. My dad used to embarrass me all the time as a kid. He would like walk into the store and like fart around these girls and be like, oh, <laughs> my son just farted. And I'm like, oh, that, but he just embarrassed me so much it just became normal. Yeah. And so like not a lot of things embarrass me now. But it. because of that, I mean, it, it's, you watch what you're exposed to. Yep. And, um, you know, I look at, it, it's again, it's like I look at my mom and I, and I use her as an example all the time, but watching her open 
about like being, it's her testimony, she was sexually abused by her dad till she was 18 years old. And now because of that, she runs a sex trafficking ministry, abuse ministry, and a uh, prison ministry. Yeah. And so watching the fruit of her being open was like, I, I don't have that trouble I went through in my life. So like the little things that I do in my life, why would I not express that to a friend yep. who can then tell me it's really not that bad? Yeah. And I can get over the fact that I had this guilt over something that really wasn't worth having guilt for. Yeah. So. And the reason I bring it up, this community aspect, is because, you know, I, part of what I sold to you guys and showing up here is that I want you to get something of value going into the new year and um, a fresh start. And that community aspect is so wildly important. And this is a testament to that. Like, this is all just reaching out and, and honestly making requests. Like, can you show up today? I, I'm not the guy who's like, put something out and like everybody shows up to come see Nick Pegg's podcast. Like, it doesn't happen. Every, almost every one of you, either I asked you or I asked someone to ask you to show up and you're here. And, like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, but that's community. It's me having really good people around me. And, like, Tom was on my podcast. Like, you were number three, dude. I have 24 podcasts out, and we got, like, 15 more, like, lined up. And, and he's here supporting. And we haven't talked in months. And it, he's just like, yep, yeah, shows up. It's, and it's awesome. And he's a busy man. He's got a lot to do. Um, but one of the things you guys all have shown a lot is, is a willingness to either, I don't know how you see it, is either break through fear or com overcome fear. And I know it's a really cliche topic, but you guys have really dynamic mindsets with this stuff. You had a pretty fearful experience um, with, with your injury. Dude, you're putting on the most ridiculous event ever, and you, you're building this company and talking about this vulnerability. How do you guys take on fear? What does that look like? Because I know that's coming up for a lot of people coming into the new year. I want to start this new thing, but I'm just kind of scared. Like, how do you get over that? Or what do you do to, to push yourself through? Stupidity helps me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not so serious. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah. I'm an idiot, and I went for it. I just really didn't think the whole thing through. <laughs> and then when you're neck deep, you're just like, all right, just got to keep going. Our, I mean, next, our next topic is honesty, and yeah. Kenny's going to spearhead that one. Um, no, but it's the same way. Like, I, I, that's why I love the gym, and I relate everything to working out. Um, you know, I did an Ironman years ago, and everybody's like, well, you didn't train. What are you going to do? You're going to die out there. And it almost kind of turns me on. I'm like, all right, this is, this is, this is a good chance I could uh, not come back from this thing. Uh, no, but it gets me to the point where I'm like, all right, I, yeah, I'm going to go for this, even more than I wanted to before. Um, so the same thing when, you know, you sign a contract and you're like, all right, you're responsible for $50,000. I'm like, oh, shit, where's that going to come from? Um, so... Yeah, I, I kind of just do shit. You know, I don't think about it really, and I, that's the testament to my stupidity. Um, I, you know, just putting on the event, I, I was just like, I had this idea, and I wanted to kind of curate it and take it step by step. And the same thing with, you know, doing an Ironman. I kind of just signed up one night, didn't really think about it till like a week before I had to go out to Kentucky and go run the thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, a secret. Stupidity. I'm, 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 I'm honestly, straight up, I'm going to dive into that a little bit because, yes, it's sometimes stupidity. You want to call it stupidity, but it's making a choice without going back and forth. Like, we do a lot of, oh, my God, but it, what if and what if? Of course you have to think about the things you do, right? But there's something really authentic and organic about, I'm going to go do that. And just saying it and committing to it. And for a lot of us, it's what I call the hashtag stop it. Like, 
there's just dumb shit that we do, that, and there's no like fancy answer for it. Just stop it. And the overthinking of things, should I, could I, I don't know if I can't, hashtag stop it, dude. Like, we talk about this a lot in our, in our community, our group. I'm like, okay, this, this one has no background. Just fucking stop. Just stop because you, you're, you're diving too deep into dumb stuff. And just release. So I think it's a great point. It's a, it's a prettier way of saying Yeah, I, I think it's also not, not being afraid to fail. Like, yeah. I'm like, what, at the end of the day, all right, I, you lose money. All right, I get hurt. I've been hurt before. I've lost money before. You know, it's not the end of the world, yeah. you know. Um, so I think just taking a chance. If you're going to gamble, right, gamble on yourself. Gamble on what you're capable of doing. And then when you're neck deep, you're like, well, I could either, you know, keep going under or I could fight my way out. So I think if most of us have a lot more than what we think we have. My dad always taught me. My dad loves, not in a bad way, but he loves gambling. He loves blackjack. My dad is like, he'll be like 11.30 at night. He's like, hey, you want to go to Mohegan Sun? For, I'm like, it's Wednesday. What are you talking? <laughs> no. He's like, okay. So he, he loves it. But one of the things he taught me about gambling was that you go in with money you're willing to lose. You don't bring anything more. And you know that if you go there with $500, you're paying for $500 of having a good time at the table and that you're not coming home with it. And when you live with, without expectation like that, like you live knowing, all right, I'm paying, like I'm giving this $500. He says that's when he wins. And, and he wins a lot. He, he's, a good, he's a good blackjack player. But he says that's why I do well at the blackjack table because I don't live in stress and fear and thinking, oh my God, I have to make this money back. He's like, no, dude, I don't play if I don't have it. So the question is, when you're going into things, challenges, starting a new business, or, or giving something up, what would, you, what would it be like if you lost this? And are you willing to lose it? And when you come to terms with the fact that, okay, if I lose it, I've decided that's okay, then you'll jump. But if you haven't, if you haven't made that decision, okay, I'm not willing, like, I, I'm not sure, I really don't want to lose this, then you do this thing where you're, like, trying to reach to the other side, and you're, like, split in this big gap, and you're not actually going all in. I forget who I was talking about this with. might have been, no, it wasn't you. Um, closing doors and opening doors. We talk a lot about opening doors, but we don't do a good job of talking about closing doors behind us. And I know the, the term is, like, never close a door. Like, Yes, but in my, in my theory, it's when you leave that door open, it's because you're saying, I'm scared of what's in this room, and I just want to make sure it's safe before I then go close that, that, that thing behind me. L close that door so that you're fully committed to figuring out what's going on in this room. Well, you don't even have to close the door, right? I mean, like, it doesn't have to... You or don't just have to, be fully committed, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to shut it out completely. I mean, like, for, for years now, for like 10 years, I've been, you know, my focus has been mainly acting, you know, and I went to school for it and all that, and I always thought that, no, on the side, like, a, another huge passion of mine has been fitness, training, all that. And every, everybody always told me, like, you can't have, like, a backup plan. You know what I mean? You just have to go all in on one thing. And I always kind of question that because, like, I mean, why can't you pursue two things at the same time, you know? And that always kind of stopped me from pursuing fitness and training more. And, you know, because I didn't want to... I don't know, I didn't want to take energy away from, you know, one passion, you know, and, and put it the other. And with this whole, you know, this knee thing, I just had so much time to just, like, sit on my ass and think. And, like, I kind of, 
I got over that and I kind of made the jump into into training, you know, and like and got into Performance House and now like I'm st- now I'm like balancing the two of them. You know what I mean? And like it 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 took a lot for me to kind of jump into that, but but there's no reason you can't you know, no, there's no reason you have to totally shut the door on something to pursue something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think one of the things that we fear the most that kind of holds us back is what is everyone else going to say? Yeah. You know, yeah. when I when I first became a trainer, my parents were like, well, what the hell are you going to do for money? Yeah. Um, I was like, hopefully be a good trainer. <laughs> um, but everything I've ever done, you know, there will be people who say things to you because they're afraid to do something. Yeah. Um, so I never really let what other people say kind of weigh on me too much. I take it into consideration, but I kind of take it from where it comes from. So that's a fear. Like you never want to, you never want people to say things about you. Like you're kind of pursuing these two paths and it sounds very like Joey from Friends type thing. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. you're not. You're not. It's, if you go head first, all in, you know, the only person you have to impress and blame and everything else is yourself. And don't worry about what everybody else is going to say. Because whether you, I've learned whether you win, lose, or draw, there's always going to be some asshole who says something stupid to you. So you might as well just like do what you want to do and worry about what it people It becomes say an ego you. thing, right? Yeah. It's like you just got to let the ego go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I felt like I used to get caught up listening, yeah. reading comments and listening to people. And then I realized, let me just dig into who I'm listening to. Why am I listening to this yeah. person? Like, why am I getting advice from them? And that also helped me with the passion thing. Yeah. Like, I really had to pay attention to who I was pulling in. Because I also, at one point, was struggling with, I'm focusing on too many things. Right. And then someone was like, yeah, but your focuses are all in the same area. Training, the, the product, it's all in the fitness industry. So keep going. Um, but yeah, it's a noisy. Yeah. yeah, man. And that ego, the ego is what tells you to, like, the control thing. So the way I've learned it, and that really works for me, understanding how ego works in my ecosystem in my life and how I act is it it has a need for being right being safe looking good and being in control those are the four things that thrive the ego thrives on being right being safe and they're laughing because we learned it through the same group um but that that to me is something that like I hold very tight and when I need when I feel the need to be right which happens all the time me and my brother had like a blow up the other day at dinner about veganism, like so stupid, and and he got really mad and I got really mad and <laughs> like what? Yeah, I mean it's so stupid, right? We were like had got got in this fight. Somebody watched Game Changers because yeah. I it literally went from Game Changers to like us screaming at each other at dinner. It was so ridiculous. But I said to him, and I I I, I said to him, um, like we were literally yelling at each other at a dinner table with like twenty five other guys there. And, uh, and I checked myself, and I said, what's coming up right now? And I haven't told him this. I did say I'm sorry at that moment, and he was like, shut up, because he thought I was being fake. But for real, what happened in my mind at that moment was, how is your ego coming to play here? I want to be right, and I want to look good. Those are the two pieces of the ego that are, like, running me right now. And if I can let those go, what's then my decision after that? And my decision was, I leaned over, I put my arm around him, I was like, yo, I'm sorry. We can talk about this later. This is stupid for us to be fighting like this right now. My bad. That's right how it went down. And, and, and then it gave him, yeah, and he was like, and I'm going for a walk. Like, it was great. But um, really, like, that's when I am able to go through that being right, being safe, looking good, being in control thing in my head, and I see which one is coming into play, 
first step of changing something is opening awareness to it. Okay, there it is. So now, what am I choosing next? What do I want to do next? And I chose, okay, if I were to let go of these things, what would then be the next step? If I'm not trying to be right or look good, then the answer is tell your brother you love him and you're sorry. And as much as like I, I, the idea of putting your ego aside, it's literally, I was like, you go sit over there. Hey, bro, I love you. And like that was authentically me stepping out of the bullshit that I was coming from. And check yourself because you do that all the time. We all do. I know I do. And like the more I pay attention to it, the more I'm like, shit, I'm literally made up of ego. But now I'm aware of it so I can make those changes. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. What did I want to talk about? I wrote it all down. Um, what is your, your stance, stances, and I want to leave time for questions. What are your stances on um, New Year's Eve resolutions? Because we're getting there. Why not right now? Why not right now? Yeah. Kenny's like, I don't know, just do it, whatever. I mean, what, what's the percentage of resolutions that just never, you know, people give up on them? It's like, because most of them, uh, I mean, people have trouble committing to them, right? And it's, there's so much pressure put on, on the New Year's resolution. That's why how many people join gyms in January, right? Yeah. It's, it's funny, but. I would say, depending on why the person's doing it, I think a goal is still good if it's a goal. Yeah. Who am I to tell them that they're not going to reach it? If I can step behind them and say, hey, let me help you reach it, and they do, that's great. If they fail, that's, that's their thing, you know? Yeah, I had Kevin Fenton on the podcast. You probably don't know him, or you do. I had him the other day. He is, oh, my God, talk about a powerhouse, this man. Um, just, like, super wise and so smart, and you just want to hug him all the time. Um, but he was just recently on the podcast, and I, I listened to it back again, and I was like, shit, that was real. And he talked a lot about this idea of, like, hey, we were talking about resolutions. Not a lot about it, but he dived into it, and he goes, like, you can start. It was on December 1st. He's like, you have a 30-day head start. And it's so dumb that we think there needs to be a uh, change of the clock. I get it, like, fresh start, and sometimes we need that to be like, okay, that year is gone or decade is gone, whatever, and I can start new. But... Notice how that's a crutch to you actually making change. You needed a reason to do it, right? And what, are you going to wait another year till you make big changes again? It's like if you can teach yourself to right now at this moment say, this doesn't serve me, I'm doing something else, or I'm going to be a different way. If you can make that decision right now that's way more powerful than a need for somebody or the clock changing to tell you it's time to do it. You know, step up, be in control of that. That goes back to who you surround yourself with. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If people are supporting you or if people are, like, knocking you down, it feels like shit. I mean, I, I certainly have had areas of my life where when people um, – it always comes back to, like, the bully thing for me. I was bullied a lot as a kid. And, like, now I think, I think actually – something's coming up for me right now. I think, actually, that's probably why I'm so committed to being, like, everybody's buddy and, like, supporting people because my whole life – Growing up, like, dude, my sister almost punched Louis Rinaldi in the face on the bus because he threw gum in my hair. She was like, don't talk to my brother. And then she went home and told my mom, like, I'm sorry, I called Louis stupid. <laughs> like, because stupid was a bad word in our house. And, and I was, like, always struggling with the idea of, like, how could you, for fun, knock someone down and, like, beat someone up? It's a, yeah, it drove me crazy. Bullying is an interesting thing because... I was bullied in the eighth grade, and it was only for like a four-month period. I was a new kid at a new school. Yeah. 
and to have that perspective of what it feels like, and it wasn't a tough thing. I was able to get out of that and not have to deal with it again, but the perspective of what it felt like, I needed to know, because at that point I made the active decision that I just never wanted to treat someone like how I, someone made me feel. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a huge leader in why I, I lead with kindness now because of that. Even though it was a small period of time, it like opened my eyes of like, yeah. Carlos is trying to punch me every day, and <laughs> Anthony threw a basketball at my head. But like that stuff was like a different reality yeah. for me. I think the biggest bully that we all have is ourselves. Yeah. Like we beat the shit out of ourselves in the mirror all the time. And like, well, I should be here and I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And a lot of times instead of saying what you should be doing, you should just go and try it and go and do it. Um, you know, my wife's going to be like, you hear that? <laughs> She's going to listen to that. That's what you need to hear. Well, but I, you know, I used to do it to myself all the time. I, growing up, I was really heavy. So I hated what I saw in the mirror. And I was like, all right, well, no one's going to help me do this, right? You can't rely on somebody all the time. There will be people to help you along the way, but I don't care what religion you believe in. God helps those who help themselves. So if you're willing to make a change and you're willing to do something for yourself, then people will rally behind you. People love to see people win. People want to be on the winner's team. That's why everybody in this fucking city likes the Yankees. Yeah, you know? I don't. I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> but that's... It's unfortunate. Yeah. So, you know, people, people want to see you win. And if you're winning, you know, you, you start to rally behind yourself more. Stop thinking about, like, you know, just a shameless plug here. But, uh, you know, at Strong, I, the only person I don't know who's going to be one of the speakers and one of the panelists is this guy Trevor Moat. And if any of you guys know who he is, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal speaker. And I heard him on a, a podcast, and he talks about neutral thinking. And, you know, it doesn't have to be bad or good. You know, it's just a day, and you get beyond that, and you start to believe in yourself more than, you know, you start to have these negative thoughts. He was even talking, he even got in as far deep into it as, like, country music. Country music, always, you know, it's, I lost my girlfriend, my truck broke down, you know, all that shit. I happen to like country music, no offense to anybody. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you start to hear this stuff. It's, I like the, the motivational speaking. It, it kind of puts things in perspective, like, and you take a little bit from everybody and you start to change the way you look at yourself. And I think that's when other people start to rally behind you and life, like you said, does get a little bit better, you know? The reason why I brought up the bullying thing was like that community aspect. When you have negative people like that around you, think of how low energy you are. Think of how shitty you feel. Aw, hi pup. Um, well, that, that's why social media can be so damn toxic. That's why you know social I mean? media it's can like, be toxic. Especially you, for, kids, for, for kids nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. And, like, when you have those bullies around you or negative people around you, your energy gets seeped out, right? And the same thing goes for when you have positive energy around you. That gets seeped into your system. But like Kenny said, he brought up a really good point. We are our own toughest critic a lot of times. We're the bully. So... The more negative shit you have in your head like that over and over, you're bullying yourself. And think of what happens when kids get bullied. They get angry. They're resentful. They do dumb stuff. Like, that's what happens when you get bullied. So think of how you treat yourself. I think that's a really important play. Um, I want to talk about purpose. Uh, and then real quick, and then, and then we're going to open the floor. Um, in terms of purpose, I can't speak for you guys. I don't know if you guys have, like, found your purpose in life, if you believe in that being a thing. But you're all pretty strong doers in life. So uh, I want to just kind of dive into your brain. What do you guys think about living your purpose? Are you doing it? 
I love the idea. Uh, th 35 and still figuring it out. Like my exact you are purpose. Not 35. <laughs> Dude, you're way too old to be on this <laughs> You would think I had it figured out Dude, by now. You look huh? like you're 23. <laughs> oh, you're like an old kid. I love it. All lies. All lies. Oh, you're really old. <laughs> oh, shit. Just Man, kidding. I'm searching. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I knew you were going to say something. Searching heavy for it. Searching heavy for it. Yeah, and I mean. The thing that I've learned more as I speak to people, uh, listen, my theory always is age is just a number, and everybody older than me says, wait till you're my age. But uh, when, you, when I talk to people who are older than me, every year that goes by, there's more um, openness to the fact that they know less, or there's, like, more to do, or, like, purpose is like is like farther away than they thought that's what seems to be the trend well i mean i have passion yeah but the purpose is like when i think of purpose i think of when i'm 90 and i look at back at my life did i do the things that lit me up on fire and so i i've been paying more attention to the things that light me up i think kindness is one of them giving uh relationships hopefully being a father like these things yeah, but like, like what if you don't make money because everybody says that but like what if you what if you struggle and i'm asking this i have my answer but i yeah. want to know yours and both of you guys that sounds really cute, like do the things that light your heart up. But like, dude, I have a job that I make 140000 a year, 200000 a year. I'm not going to go light my heart on fire. I'm pretty good like where I am. What about those people who challenge you with that? Super valid. I think they're valid for that. But that's, I, I would ask them when they are the 90 years old, are they going to look back and say, I wish I did that? Yeah. Um, I'm in the worst financial stage I've ever been in my life, newly married, wanting to have kids. But it's just not, it's not a great time for all that stuff. But I went after something. I went after a passion. I have stuff in my life that might pay off. It's not guaranteed, but it might. But I'm able to look at my life and say, okay, I'm trying things. I've tried it. If I fail, like you said before, I failed. Um, a lot of people will be like, why did you, you spend all that money just to fail? But, you know, I think purpose is a big, it's a big word. Yeah, man. And yeah. passion, I mean, I have a whole bunch of that, but my purpose, like... I, uh, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Well, I think everybody's figuring it out, right? I mean, like, all you can really do is just try to be, I mean, like, for me, I just try to be the best man I can be. And what does that mean? It means eventually being a, a great husband, great father, great son, great brother. It's like making those people that you surround, you surround yourself with better people. It's like, I mean, you know, finding your purpose, it's like, might just be making everybody else around you better. I don't know. Yeah, I totally believe that uh, we were all meant to be a part of something bigger, um, and we all need to live a life of service. And what that means is stop putting yourself first. Like, you, yes, put. You know, it's like being on a plane. You got to put your oxygen mask on before you can help everybody else. But at the same time you have to be aware of what is someone else feeling? What is someone else getting out of this? You know, if you don't start to put yourself in other people's shoes, then you start to live a greedy life. And I think it's a lonely, shitty place to be. I am totally okay with dying without a dollar in my pocket, as long as there's 50 people standing around my bed. And, I, and I'll tell you something, I bet I'd be hard pressed to chat with a lot of people who are actually authentically say that it again sounds cute but like I really and I, I actually believe you I really do when you say that and I think that's and I'm not saying that to pick on you I don't think many people would be willing to say I think they'll be like no I mean like when I'm actually dying I don't care about money but 
Like, I, I think you actually believe that if you're doing some shit that fires you up, you're willing to do that and not make a million dollars instead. Yeah, I'm, well, as of right now, I mean, even the event is, I just keep saying, I'm like, I could lose everything. I could lose all this money on this. But I'm like, if everybody has an awesome time, maybe it is that stupidity thing. But I'm like, if everybody has a great time and this is, it changes somebody's perspective. It changes somebody's life just a little bit. Even my own, I don't care. Like, I, I've won. Yeah. I've won. And it's like money comes and goes. You know, I, there was a point in my life where I, you know, I had some extra cash in the bank and I was like buying dumb shit. I had a wrestling ring in my backyard and <laughs> motorcycle. That one might be stupid, actually. Yeah. That one. The rest of it I had knows. I had motorcycles and cars and all this shit and I'm you're the same like as long as you look at yourself all that shit goes away tomorrow you know Instagram could be gone tomorrow how do you make people feel will be a testament to who you are yeah. and that's what I always think about I I'm like even with this event I'm like I want to help all my friends it's like I've had offers from like other coffee companies, but I'm like, oh, I gotta help Greg. Greg's my boy. I've, I've been friends with Gar Greg for 15 years. So I'm like, yeah, I want him there. You know, it, what, what is three grand gonna change the name of the game? No, no way. So, you know, you lose and you win and it's okay to lose. Like I like, I don't mind losing. Like a lot, a, a lot of people think losing is the end, but it's just like, all right. You know, I talk, I used to have a gym. I had a gym in New Jersey. I lost a ton of money on it. I was wrapped up in court for two years over it. But I learned a lot. I, you know, even my dad used to break my balls about it. He's like, you're an idiot. You fucked up that whole business. I'm like, all right, thanks for the support. Um, Love you, dad. Yeah. Uh, and don't cry about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly. And my dad's in the corner like, Kenny, no. <laughs> that was exactly how it went down. Um, you know, but like, like I, I try to think, I'm like, all right, blame responsibly. Like I, yes, I was like, oh my God, he's, he's such an annoying idiot. And then other times I'm like, all right, you know, I just got to lace my boots back up and try it again. And I'm like, I'm going to prove this old bastard wrong. And I'm going to show him that I could do this. And it's like, I was okay with losing. If you, if you change the way you look at it, I'm like, I didn't really lose. I could have went to a business school, probably not Harvard, but it would have probably cost me 50 or 60 grand to learn all the shit I learned from practical knowledge. So I'm like, all right, I have that under my belt. I won that. I take it as a win rather than a loss. Yeah. You know, and then you move on and you try something else. And you could try some shit that you, you're kind of into, you know? Like, you're, you might figure out one day, like, oh, I don't really care about acting. Yeah. I mean, that's what I got to. You know, I, there was a point where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be an actor. And then you meet other people who really want to act and you're like, I don't want to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting field. Yeah. I was in no a class. Yeah, no offense taken. I was, uh, <laughs> I was in a classroom and everybody's crying. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I got to get out of here. My dad would be so yeah. pissed right now. Yeah, I was like, I can't tap into that guy. Is Solace's success because of the stuff you went through prior? Did you take that learning lesson and put it into this? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the success that they've had, not necessarily me, and this young lady over here helped me out. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of it was the mistakes I made that I was like, do this, don't do that, you know, and, uh, that's why the, that place is still open five years later. So <laughs> I'll get, and listen, I'm, I'm not here to give advice because first of all, I'm younger than a lot of people in the room and 
not that age matters, but I can only give my perspective and experience. And in the past year, the, the full circle that has gone on of like, I was very much living in my purpose through being an owner, co-owner, and uh, head trainer at Ripped and like doing what I was doing. Felt like I needed a next level um, and like wanted to just focus on speaking. And it was the most painful four months of my entire life, like stepping into, like my, my work schedule was 4 a.m. to like 9 or 10 p.m. I couldn't even, even when I was with my family, which was the only time I wasn't working, I was a zombie. And then, like, I shut off to, and had no work hours, like, nothing. Because I was like, I don't need money right now. I just want to focus on being me. And, like, this really cute, like, energy thing. But it, and it was miserable and it was painful because I, I couldn't figure out how to take that next step. But I'll tell you, like, as I'm going through this process, I really, I thought I didn't want or care about the need to be financially, like, abundant. So it took me a long time to really say, I'm not going to make that my priority. Do I want to be financially abundant? Hell yeah, I do. And I will. But my, my understanding had to be my priority is live in what feels like is my purpose at that moment. What feels right, my intuition says, is the thing to do. And I turned down a lot of big money opportunities for a lot of small focused things that were like, like this. I put way too much time into this podcast. I put way too much time into trying to make this thing happen tonight and like, that's okay with me, and it wasn't the big paycheck. And I'll keep you posted on how it goes. I'll be a case study for you. But in the past month and a half, the amount of things that have come up on my plate, I was not asking for, I, didn't, I wasn't searching for, but I was living so heavily in my purpose. I'm telling you right now, the energy that I was exuding with every person I was with, whether it be work, whether it be on Instagram, wherever, created opportunity for me because more people wanted to be in my space and have me work with them and do things with them. So now I'm getting offered very ridiculous paychecks for doing really cool things right now. So dope. And, and it's just a, a baby symbol of where it can go if you actually trust, like, I'm going to follow what's right for me, not what, like, the quick paycheck thing is. I, I, and I really believe that. And, like, everybody has their own opinion. But Life is so much better when you're living that way. You That's know? a good answer for those people you were talking about who didn't believe in you before. There you go. That's for them. Um, awesome. I want to open up the space to yeah. just like a topic you want to talk about, a question you have for one of these guys. I know we're running a little late. Casey's looking at his phone. He's like, what fucking time is it? It's close. It's close to nine. I'm hustling. Uh, hit us, Pedro. What do you got? Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> She's get the green, bro. Along with some of the guys that are sitting here with. And, you know, what we're doing now is we're, we're plugging away at our desk jobs, you know, every day, going in, different lifestyles, different routine and whatnot. But, you know, it's hard. I actually have a side business. It's actually easier to fall into a trap to think, like, hey, is what I'm doing now really contributing to my journey, to that kind of is it yes no i'm saying is it don't hope so is it you have to answer that don't think so that's the thing that's kind of what i'm talking about when we talked about it earlier like is it fulfilling and i'm not saying go quit your job tomorrow please don't do that your dad will kill me and everything i'm saying 
Ask yourself those questions. People don't ask those questions because the world says, go to school, get a job, work for X amount of years, work your way up the ladder. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but ask yourself, I'm 22, 23, whatever it is, and if I keep doing this, does this fill me up? And don't go run away and be a Buddha monk, like, I, maybe, but, like, there's a very fine line, and when I start talking about this, the faces that I get are like, oh, here he goes, like, I'm not saying go run away and quit your job. I'm saying are you doing things to reach a point in your life where you are feeling fulfilled? So go do your 9 to 5. But like I tell my brother, he, this kid, what he can do with a camera and editing, I'm like, dude, if, if that's what you're passionate about, do your 9 to 5 where you're making shit money because it's the beginning of your life and career stuff, and then get home and work from 8 to 12 and bust your ass editing and doing shit and putting stuff out there and then it's like, okay, somebody asked me to do a gig. I'm going to try and find a way to make this job four days a week instead of five so that the other days I can focus on it. Or the weekends. Those weekends on nine-to-five jobs, they're yours. And there are plenty of you guys, and especially you guys, who like to make your weekends just like party time. And if that's what fills you up, nothing wrong with it. But I'm saying, if you, if you have something that you want to pursue and like drive forward with, find time to do it. And do that stuff where you're making money in like your safety net. You know what I'm saying? But asking yourself those questions is huge. You didn't even ask a question. I just jumped in. Sorry. <laughs> Did that help? Yeah. Do you guys have something to say about that? Sorry. Yeah. I, think I went off. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think everything you do in life, you know, you do it at your time. You know, you're like, oh, I'm 22. I should be a fucking baller. I should be buying bottles in a club. It's all bullshit. Like, if, if that's what you want to do, then, yeah, go do it. But I think... Everybody learns at their own pace and everybody does things at their own pace. And I think another thing we do is we see this lane that somebody else was in. You're like, well, if I'm going to go be a photographer, I got to go do it like this. You're not that guy. You know, you got to do it your way. So you might not discover that this is your thing. You might get so fed up with your job in the next six to eight months that you're like, all right, screw that. Or you might fall so in love with photography that you're like, I don't mind sleeping on somebody's couch. I don't mind traveling to go do this and one of the things that I, I kind of uh owe my success to is that do shit for free do shit for free all the time like don't be afraid oh there this guy is not going to pay me you you never fucking shot anything so how do you why do you deserve any money shoot as much shit as you can for free do as much shit as you can for free because one day somebody's going to be like doesn't that didn't they get a photographer why don't we just hire him and that's when the money will start rolling in, you know, and you're going to, you'll get it when you want to get it. So I think a lot of kids nowadays, my, my nephew's 18. He's like, should I just drop out of college? I go and do what? Like, you don't even have a plan. Just continue your day to day, you know, live in the moment because we we're always worried about like, Oh, five years from now, I need to have a house. I need to have kids. It's like, we put all this pressure on ourselves. It's like, what are you doing right now? That's what's important. And patience, dude. I know. And you're going to shake your head. Yes. To this, Danny. Like, patience, man. Patience. You're 22. I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm 27. What am I worried about, dude? Like, we're with science right now. There's a solid chance I'm living at 85, 95, <laughs> like 82, 81, 80. Uh, there's a solid chance I'm living for a good amount of time. And the fact that I'm whining, I'm not saying be complacent, but, like, 
patience, man. Like, trust the process. If you're doing the things that we just talked about, I would imagine that if you are patient and do those things, really great things are coming. But you've got to put work in. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think you just need to be excited about life a little bit more. You know, I, when I was your age, I was like, oh, I'm going to die at 30 because 30 seems so far away. And you're like, oh, if I don't have my shit together by 30, you know, I've done some of the coolest shit at 36. You know, and I'm, I'm hoping at 46 it's even better. So, and I, I find older guys that I look up to. You know, there are guys who were, I was just with a guy yesterday, we shot this podcast, and he's 47, and he's a trainer, and he's killing it. And I'm like, shit, well, there's hope for me. So have those, have those beacons, have those people that you look up to in your life where you're, you're like, oh, I got to do it by 25 or 27. It's like, when you do it, you'll do it, you know. Next question. I want to keep going. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Christina, Matt, one of you guys? You need me to my <laughs> rock, paper, scissor? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was like you. I was in a job I hated. It was a nine-to-five job. I was just getting suffocated. I was in western Massachusetts. Didn't like the area. Fortunately, one of my mentors was my boss at the time, and he's like, look, you got to get out of here. Not in like I'm firing you, but like you have so much more life in you. Um, thank God I didn't get fired in my first job. But um, yeah, it took that me hating my job so much to say I'm never going to do this again. And then that was the thing that got me to jump and move in a different direction. Well, that's mine. Because when you look at it, I, and this is, this is where people give me a little bit of a look, but I really, I sit and I journal a lot and I think a lot and I say, if I died, there's a thing on my door like right as you walk out that says, um, if today was your last day to live, would you still be going to do what you're going to do? And um, it's like deep and really like it's a lot. And I'm not, you got to make certain decisions in life to do stuff. But I look at that every day and I think to myself, like, this decision that I'm about to make, if I croaked or got hit by a bus today, would I be like, damn, I really, I really tried to give it my all. And like, in anything. And if giving it your, and for me, giving it my all is like really important to me. Maybe for you, it's like, did I sing a lot? Because singing is the most important thing to me. Or for you, it's like, did I, did I go to all those yoga classes? Because yoga is the most important thing ever. Like, <laughs> making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, like, I, I think about, I think a lot about that. And that's been, uh, first of all, I am not unaware of the fact that I was super blessed and given a ton of support from my family so that I could do, like, I was able to live in my parents' house while I went and worked. And I didn't have to, I was making, like, dog shit money in the beginning of this process because that's what happens when you're the guy sweeping the floor and like rubbing the machines down with towels. Like that, that was my job. Um, but it allowed me to do the things that I did. And I'm not, I, I understand that I had a certain level of, what's the word I'm looking for? Privilege. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I ran away from privilege. Okay, I get it, guys. It's support, okay? 
this guy's a privileged bitch. I did. I, straight up. I had a lot of, I, I was privileged to be able to do stuff that I liked doing. And sometimes, like, there's a lot of people who wait until they make enough cushion money to go try something fun. Okay? Like, do that. I don't know. Everybody's different. I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm just telling you that I did it, and it served me because now I'm in that elite group of prof fitness professionals in the world, and that's, like, a really dope thing to say. And these guys, too, you know? Christina, go. Yeah, because this goes into more tactical, and like we all kind of have our mechanisms of feeling good or doing our things. I'll let you guys jump in. Uh, just as much as I want to help people, I'm a selfish asshole. Like, if a, a cup of coffee will make me feel good and I'm paying $11 for it because it's got a splash of CBD in it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going for that. <laughs> you know, those little things, you know, whether it's going for a run, I, I think fitness has helped me with so much. I think you, I will say this to the day I die, you are the best version of yourself when you are working out, when you're taking care of yourself. So if you go look in the mirror and you're like, oh, fuck, I'd sleep with me for sure. Like that's what you, I, you should feel that every day. You should feel that every day. And I'm not saying it, and I'm not saying it as like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so, yeah, no, but you, you're, you're saying it, you're saying it to the point where you're like, I've done everything up to this point to help myself. You know, and every day I'm like, oh, shit, I had a cheeseburger last night, so that really didn't help. And, you know, I had six Michelob Ultras, so that didn't help. So you're like, all right, today I'm going to do what I need to do to tighten my game up. Every fucking day, everybody should be tightening their game. I don't care who you are. Tighten your fucking game up. And if you don't, it's okay because there's tomorrow. And tighten your game up a little bit tomorrow. There are times where, like, I beat my – like, the last two days I didn't work out. Today I got up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in – two workouts and I'm not going to kill myself because I'm not going to the Olympics tomorrow. So I don't give a shit, but I sweat, I feel good. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Now I could go and do some stuff for it's other people like a, because I took like care of myself. accomplishing something, right? For sure. Like, yeah. like having a problem and then, and then solving it. Like for, like for me, that's where I, that's when I'm happiest. Like when I have a problem, a conflict, and then I, I fix it. Like I overcome it and like it goes back to fitness. Like I create problems for myself in the gym. I push it myself really hard and then after if I get through like a, a tough workout I feel good no anxiety no stress and you feel like you've accomplished something even if it's like a like you said it doesn't have to be a, the toughest yeah. workout in the world you don't have to run up the side no, of the mountain no I mean it could be anything do something that takes care of yourself and I, I think you know whether it's getting your nails done or buying yourself a pair of sneakers if that makes you feel good then go and do it because it's gonna uh, one of the first things I tell every one of my clients you know is one, I hope this is the first day of the rest of your life because this will be the start of something new because you'll look at yourself differently. You'll treat yourself differently. I have countless amounts of clients, and I'm with some of the privileges that I have, I get them sneakers or I'll get them some outfit because it's going to make them feel better. Even if it's not going to change the way they look right now, it's going to inspire them. They're like, it's almost like, I don't know what it is, but when I get a new pair of sneakers, I'm like, I got to take these for a spin. I got to do something with these things, you know? So those little things in life are 
to me, a lot more important than they might be to other people, but I think those are those things. And there's a lot of times where I don't feel like working out, you know, and I put myself in situations where I'm like, oh, I got no choice but to go work out. Like I've called these guys, I'm like, could I come work out? Because they're, yeah, because they're, they're all working out and they're all younger and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just not feeling inspired at the moment. But if I go and try to keep up with a bunch of 25 year olds, I'm like, yeah, all right, good. So I want to, I want to take a different route in terms of the tactical. I, those are specific things for me. If there's like that mindset of like, yeah, there's like negativity and, and how do you stay away from that? The mindset questions always kind of come up for me because that's kind of been the space I'm in lately. I absolutely make sure to spend time with myself and then spend time with a coach. I can't express how wildly impactful it has been like investing in coaches in my life. Um, and it started with Jess Glazer, who I had my first live podcast here. There are a lot of people who worked with Jess. Um, and then I, I have another life coach that I work with who's just like incredible. And for me, the the importance of having, yes, all these little tactical things are important, but sitting with myself, there's so much in there that we just don't like fucking take time to listen to. You're, you're, you have all the answers that you need, like everything you're asking here and we're talking about, you have all your answers in there. You just, you don't take time or you're not willing to dive deep enough into yourself to find them. And a coach's job, a good coach, is not there to give you advice. A coach is there to ask you the right questions so that you pull that shit out of you. And the answers are there. And if you can find a proper coach in your life, and you might have to go through 10 of them, sorry. And like, there's different types of therapies. Is di therapies different from coaches and all that? I'm, all I'm saying is have a coach, and if you can't pay for one, sit at lunch with somebody who's a great listener. And like, allow yourself to just get that stuff out, man. Because your answers are there. And if you're willing to dive deep enough, you'll, get, you'll find them. So spend time with yourself. It is, it is my number one thing. We, we use people and work and everything else as a crutch so that we don't actually have to look at our own shit. We all do it. I do it all the time. I did it the whole beginning stage of my life. I didn't actually want to look at stuff. So I, and I'm not like fucked up. I don't have a lot of problems. I didn't like have a horrible upbringing. I told you guys I had a really nice upbringing. So it's not like I'm dealing with some horrible trauma, but we all have stuff. And my stuff I was avoiding by working from four to 10. And then when I stopped that and I took some time, I was like, oh shit, I can be a way more powerful human if I face this stuff and if I acknowledge that it's there and I work on it. So that's really supported me in the past. Can I answer you? Yeah. Go. <laughs> I noticed when I, woke up, when I woke up in the morning and the first thing I did was shut off my alarm that was on my phone and pick up my phone and see messages or see the emails in the morning, I would start the day with this like reactive energy, which is like, I gotta answer these emails. Uh, when I stopped doing that and just shutting off the alarm and stepping away from the phone, uh, doing like a morning devotional, playing into like my own mental, that morning of like setting my intention for the day, um, understanding that I live in New York City, which once you leave those doors, you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, taxis, honking horns, it's like all this stuff that gets you like reactive and like upset. Uh, understanding that the moment I leave that door, what I'm carrying in my own life isn't anyone else that I come across problem. It's mine. So not to put my own problems on other people. So to set that intention in the morning, like kindness is what I'm going to lead with no matter what I'm given. Uh, that's been really helpful. But it's the emotion, that's like the, the time that I spend in the morning diving into the Bible, devotionals, 
and understanding where I'm at, like in my relationships and that kind of stuff, like getting ready for New York. New York's crazy. Um, and then having you as my coach. Thanks, bro. Um, sorry, I blacked out there for a second because I was looking around. No, I'm serious. I was looking around the room and like, I love at 9, 10 on a Thursday night how zoned in you all are to hearing this. And this is a testament to the fact that this work is not popular enough. Like all, and this is the work, by that I mean working on our mind and our, the way we think about life. And if there's anything I can invite you to before we close out, get yourself around that type of work. Like if it's watching YouTube videos, if it's calling somebody that you know, call me. If it's listening to podcasts, if it's going to events, events are so fucking important, so powerful. Like they are, they l allow you to thrive and feel real energy. Um, there are so many people, excuse me, in this room that are huge inspirations. So connect with people. I invite you in 2020 to commit to being around positive energy and doing this work. I'm telling you right now, your life will shift. I'm watching it in front of my eyes. I, I, I don't even know what you said. I'm sorry. I love you. I'll listen back to it. <laughs> but I, I just was like, I couldn't believe it. The only person on their phone was Elaine, and she was texting me probably. So, <laughs> But like, and Jared maybe. But Jared is never paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like, and that's crazy out of 43 people that that's happening. That's crazy to me in, in today's day and age. So I, first of all, I can't. I am literally overflowing with gratitude, overflowing with gratitude. So thank you all for being here and being a part of this. Um, and thank you guys. So let's give it a hand to these guys. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Pags Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and I'll see y'all on the next episode.